Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 272 with our review of American Hustle. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Stephen Miller. I am Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I, and this time Stephen, are going to jump, are going to dive in. Shit, I don't even remember how it goes now. Oh, I have to no. make this up. Ha! Thank uh, you. Hold on. Well, we're going to jump no, and No, no, we're dive. keeping this in. Yeah, we're going to jump and dive, you know. Uh, Flounder around. You, you've got to jump before you dive. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we gotta. I don't. I don't even remember what I say at the beginning of the show. Just go in. You know, we're gonna dive first. in, discuss, review the latest. Uh, Something like that. The latest releases. I think it's like three Ds. We're, we're gonna talk about movies. Triple yes. D. We are here. We are going to talk about a film together in this room and record it. That film is American Hustle, and uh, you know, I don't know. I'm frazzled because of the holiday season. Uh, when people are listening to this, it's probably Christmas. They're probably opening presents. They probably open their new iDevice. I- I'm sure they're listening to this on Christmas. <laughs> yes, right as they're <laughs> the opening number their one presents. holiday priority. Yes. Well, they need they need to know whether or not it's time to go see American Hustle. Mm-hmm. I That's mean, true. They open up all their presents. They got like a pile of socks, and then maybe like something <laughs> cool. Yeah. And uh, you know they're like, I gotta go see a movie. What what, what should I see? And they want to know if American Hustle is worth seeing. Right. I-, I think that's that's the case. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I, I, it's been called I, the f- the family film of the <laughs> Christmas season. Of course, I, I, I think that is no. That the other the family case. film is the Wolf of Wall Street. No, uh, so so Christian Bale is actually playing Santa Claus in a new movie. That's why he gained all the weight for. That's this. right. Yeah, this is secretly a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing where like, the, you, you gift Santa a present and then he gifts you one even better, right? That's, <laughs> right. that's his version of yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. For a $5,000 yeah. fee. Yeah, you give him $5,000 and he gives you the best present ever. Maybe. You don't know that. It's, it's going to be the best you ever got. <laughs> yeah. So how are you two doing? Doing well. Doing well. Just drove down to San Diego last night. A little tired, but feeling good. Very Glad nice. to be here physically in one room. Uh, it's good. Hasn't happened for a long time. That's right. I mean, it, it, it's it's smaller room than before, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's cozier. Yeah. No, definitely, it's much nicer. Yeah. So this is not, now you have both been to the new studio. So. I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good contribution. <laughs> that's all, that's what I'm here for. Well, y- I'm just over in the corner, like whatever. Did you I, get- I'm I'm just needing to reorient myself because I'm normally not looking. I'm normally looking to the left when I look at Chris, <laughs> See, and now I'm looking to the that's right. That's why I took this seat this time because I sat over there last time and you were over here and like I felt like I felt like I was sitting like sideways. <laughs> no, it's it was terrible. Really, it was really weird. <laughs> And like, I, I can't wait for this. This sounds over. like really stupid to complain about, but I was just like, uh, like, uh, I don't know how to talk about James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really weird. Well, before you had to sit extra weird, Carson, because I was trying to like hang the mic off the, the mount of the table. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, that too. But I broke out the old school mic stands for you guys, so yes. at least you can angle it some direction. Do I need to set up a mirror for you, Steven, so you can like, <laughs> no, look that would forward? Be but then <laughs> that would be nice. So you don't know where to look if you sit there. Mm-hmm. Well, you well, can just look forward and maybe I'm, see I'm our reflections in the, the TV <laughs> at the rolled-up Homeland poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could just. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, I could FaceTime and put it on stream. There no, we that go. would be stream nice. it to the Apple TV, yeah, and yeah. then you can look at me. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be it'll feel more organic, you know. Because yeah, I'm I'm used to just hearing voices. Yeah, I mean, I hear a voice all the time, but you know. <laughs> yeah, well, most of the people that live in LA that watch the streets at <laughs> night are used to hearing. They're usually hearing some voices. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you say uh, we just get into this movie then? Yeah. Uh, cool. Let's uh, take a listen to the trailer for American Hustle and then come back and give you our review. I, I, I believe that you should treat people the way that you want to be treated. Didn't yeah. Jesus say that? Yeah. Right. Also, always take 
a favor over money. I think Jesus said that as well. But I don't know if he said the second one. <laughs> but he might have said the first one. Everybody thought, oh, Richie DeMasso's going to stay in the office. I'm outside on the field. I got people working for me. My ideas. I'm running the show. I'm the quarterback, and I'm not going to settle. It's not for me to say. He wasn't necessarily in good shape, and he had this comb over that was rather elaborate. He had this confidence that drew me to him. My father, he taught me to believe that all people are good and to be good to all people. Life is ridiculous. And you know that I would never say anything bad about your father in front of you, but your father is a sick son of a bitch. Daddy's a sick son of a bitch. Don't repeat that. But yes. Hey, play your part. Fine. You play your part. to find a way to survive and you knew your choices were bad but you had to survive we were so successful for so long because we kept it just small enough if you're that successful how come you wound up in this room with me right now taking orders from me Agent DeMasso placing $75,000 into this briefcase for Mayor Carmine Polito. We are gonna get it right, are we? We are gonna find the light! That's right! We gotta get over on all these guys. That's what we need to be thinking about right now. We gotta get over on all these guys. It's gotta be the best we've ever done. All right, so that was the trailer for American Hustle, and that is a story of a few different people who are, you know, involving involved in some hustling in America, <laughs> and uh, they get busted at some point and recruited to try to bring down bigger and badder fish than them. And, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of hustling going on, a lot of uh, shenanigans, mm. and, uh, yeah. Mm. Steven, why don't you start us off and let us know what you thought of this film. So, basically, I really, really, really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess I could have built into that a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Next, Carson. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I no. thought it sucked. Uh... No, I mean, this... Uh... <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think maybe there's just something about the '70s. Like like Argo had the same kind of appeal to me in in that sense. Uh, something stylistically, like this movie just had style coming out the ass, basically. Like <laughs> that's my favorite kind of style. No, no, no like it, it was an extremely confidently made movie, and yeah. you can just feel that in the way it's shot and the way that the actors work. Is like no one is trying to impress you or hook you. Like it's very natural, very. Uh, I I don't know. Like I loved the soundtrack to it. I loved the acting. Like. Every character in this basically is extremely well defined yeah. and uh, sexy, unique, and, and yeah, light up the room. <laughs> the <laughs> especially especially that comb over. Oh yeah, <laughs> from Fat Bale. Yeah, I mean Christian Bale was hilarious. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I so this movie is billed kind of as a comedy, and, and I and I can see that definitely. Like, it's funny, but I couldn't put my finger on where the humor really came from. Like, I was laughing, and the audience was laughing, but there weren't. There weren't many jokes in it, really. It, yeah. it was just such a, like... 
a confidently put together movie. It's, I really don't know where to look during this, by the it, way. It's it's, real, it's, it's just you. the overall tone of the film is is has that funny. Yeah, I, to I mean it. The, the tone of it, like like especially with the soundtrack and the way it's shot and the way the characters interact, just I don't know. I I really enjoyed every minute of it. Like to me, I I think it was like a two two hour movie, two plus hours. It and was it, like two hours and twenty minutes. Almost. And it like just flew by to me. I could have kept watching it. Yeah. Uh, so we can talk more details, but I'm actually curious what you guys think first. Well, I was just gonna say that um, I I don't think like I don't think it is a comedy. I just think that it's like a a drama, but it just has comedy in it because it's that that's life, as Mr. Wiseau <laughs> would say. Um, I, no, I just think like you know like I you know life is funny, so and sad sometimes too, and like I mean as a uh, this is kind of like people walking around out there like what your neighbors are coming back to kill you my okay. uh somebody else who oh, lives they, here at the studio they, they departed yeah out. we yeah. got one of the uh, pas left the, the janitor at the studio was yeah the that's he, actually the fbi about to break in and, oh uh, you're that's busted. right you took that uh, briefcase of money i slid over to <laughs> <laughs> i invested in a bunch of penny stocks um yeah um no but i think that's like david o russell's bread and butter is to make movies that are are like like really like like there's tragedy and then in the same time there's also like comedy like people getting like really mad at each other and then all of a sudden it's like really funny um and i will just say right now i was i was gonna try and do some like bullcrap where i would be like oh this movie sucks and at the end that i'd be like just kidding i conned you all it was great <laughs> and then i was just like oh that's dumb but because i think this movie deserves to be praised uh for all that it is um because I think it's pretty awesome, and, um, yeah, like, I mean, it's just a very, like, Steven said, it's a very confident movie, um, from the, from the opening scene, which is probably, like, the funniest part of the whole movie, I said, that was my favorite part, like, I mean, no better way to open your movie than with Fat Bale and his comb over (laughs) I mean, like, that, like, that just, like, sets the mood for the whole thing, and before that, it set the mood, too, with, like, you know, all these movies that come out that say, like, inspired by true events based on real events and then this one just like some of this actually happened that was great which was really funny like it's just like they're not caring about being historically accurate you know they're focusing on these people who were inspired by real people and they're kind of you know he's taking it and making it his own which i think was a good move not trying to play it straight like an argo type of movie i mean you know not saying that that was like a bad move or anything, but you know, like there's just it, two... it was like the biggest detracting voice to Argo. I think were people that didn't like the way yeah. they misrepresented events. So I, right, I, I like that this went straight up. Like, I mean, this like, some yeah. of this happened. This yeah, is, like, this is our own telling of these events, yeah. and well, it's sort of like what uh, what's his nuts did with uh, Pain and Gain, where it's yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I'm just making this fun movie right and if he's this isn't 100 like, accurate then who gives a crap he's taking yeah. like the basic elements uh that are interesting about the story that happened in real life and then creating his own thing yeah because like pain and gain even had that like halfway through when the rock is like high on coke and then it's just like the it pop it freeze frames and it's like this is still a true story and you're like oh, yeah. yeah like <laughs> um but yeah like i i just think this movie i mean it has like probably the best cast of any movie this year i mean it's like a stacked cast and everyone's all like really really well 
oiled. It's like a well-oiled machine, and everyone has their moments. And uh, I mean, I, I was joking, but like, it's very like this movie is very like very sexy like it's pure sex this movie like cinematic <laughs> porn really like you're getting like it is but it, it not like an american or like boogie nights type no not like boogie movie. it's like it's just like a very like like stylistic everything that it's made movie. it's very like scorsese-ish esque whatever um <laughs> and you know it's very like it's obviously in love with the movies from the 70s and uh it has like that that you know very high-paced feeling and you know, like you're on drugs, like in the seventies or something. I don't know. Like it just has that like really like high energy feel to it, which is good because most movies are slow and boring. And, uh, yeah, like everyone's, you know, everyone's always like up here and it's very energetic and very funny and entertaining. And, uh, it's the kind of stuff that, yeah, it's just, it's just really fun. And, I mean, like, it's weird because, like, no one really has, like, sex in this movie, but it's, like, really hot. Like, I was aroused, like, during many sequences. <laughs> like, Bradley Cooper and Amy Adams in that stall, I was just, like, I just, like, I hope he does it. But, uh, like, oh, that, wow. that, that, like, tension. <laughs> That'll was, be like, a good tagline for you. <laughs> that tension, though, was, like, really good. Like, it was, the chemistry was, like, it was there. Yeah. I mean, I'd well much rather have that than just, like, no chemistry. <laughs> I mean, and it also made Bradley Cooper's character like a lot more hilarious because he was like the wussiest guy, and he thought he was so cool. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I like everything you guys are saying is undeniable. This film is incredibly fun. Uh, it's just a great time. It, it's. I I want to get out there that I love this movie first because I need to say a few things just to like knock it down a few pegs not mm. because I think it was bad or anything but like I feel in a way that this film had no right to be as good as it was because the the story is kind of just insanely stupid like uh, the, the the way things play out in this film makes zero sense and in, in a hardcore drama this like none of this would fly but because it's such a stylized movie and because it's so fun and because the entire thing is enjoyable and has an incredible cast uh, it, it just works but like there's things like helicopters flying over during recording that just just like kept sticking out like like the the reason why uh, Amy Adams character like continues her accent after she gets busted <laughs> and then, like, it makes no sense why like you're busted for hustling and you're gonna continue to hustle during the thing like weird things like that didn't make sense the fact that like it, it's every time they're like man I hope this guy says this they say exactly what they need to say like just the way the progression happens and the way the fish get bigger and bigger and bigger like mm -hmm. it's like oh well we're just gonna bust this little guy what you mean like an even bigger guy standing right next to him and what oh in the next room there's an even bigger and guy Robert standing De Niro? next to him no, yeah, like <laughs> the way the way things snowball snowball in a a comically hilarious way like mm -hmm. the fact that it just keeps happening like that doesn't make a lot of sense and then, like Christian Bale is, is always like you know I'm a hustler and now I'm stuck trying to help this guy like bust all these people but I never get the sense of whether he doesn't want to bust them because the higher up they go in the chain the more difficult it is like the more dangerous it is for him or if it's because these are all, like when it starts off they're people that he has a connection with he's like well I don't want to bust these people because they're like my contacts my buddies mm -hmm. but then it becomes like well it's getting dangerous now but it's like when is I'm mean, besides you know later on where he might actually be in legitimate danger it doesn't feel necessarily like like I, 
I never get the mo like no character's motivation with the exception of maybe like Bradley Cooper's character. I understand why they're doing anything. I like, really related to Jennifer Lawrence. I think in this movie, <laughs> but I, I think I, I not think she, knowing. I think she was hilarious. Like yeah. her first thirty seconds on screen, I didn't like her character at all. Mm -hmm. Like the second she had a chance to actually like speak a little bit more, I was like, okay, she's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like any scene she was in, I loved. Um, but I don't know. I just think that like the motiva motivations of each character don't make sense. Like nothing in the film telegraphs why they're doing anything. And I don't like. I guess in a way you could bend that to be a strength. Maybe the film. Maybe like you know the, the you know the writers and directors are hustling us and like yeah. we can't follow anything. But it feels like it doesn't feel like there's misdirectiony stuff happening. It just feels like it's not. I I just don't like. I don't know what's going on. Like, I cognitively understand what's happening. I just don't understand what a single character is doing at any one given time. And, like, I hate stories where, like, everybody's cheating on everybody, but they're still mad that everybody else is cheating on them. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, the people they're being cheated on with are, like, more rightfully able to be cheated on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, if you are the person who somebody is having an affair with, you can't get mad when they go bang their husband or wife or go out to dinner with them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it annoys me in stories when that happens. And every character is, like, either hooking up or pretending to hook up or hanging out with, like, three different people. And it's mm -hmm. like, I don't I, That stuff bothered me, not in a way that detracted me from the film, but just in a way that from a story standpoint, I'm like, why is any of this happening? And who the hell are all these people? And where, like, I don't know. It's just weird. I think that's totally a strength of the movie, though, because I didn't know what was going on either until the end. And I like I I like that idea that like the filmmakers sort of hustled the audience because like I like when movies like you don't know where it's going. And I didn't know like how they were going to you know pull off their little plan uh, at the end of this movie. And uh, and it's weird because it's like it's kind of obvious, but then like you don't see it coming. And then like when it happens, you're like oh that was like like that's pretty cool like I, I mean I thought like the kind of misdirection was like totally valid like totally a strength like you don't but, know but it's, like it's not misdirection because when a character is saying like I'm coming out with a plan and all you have to do is figure out what that plan is yeah but I liked how they didn't show any of that I liked how they didn't show like you know that kind of stuff yeah in my mind that went back to like the confidence of the way that the movie yeah. was made yeah. where they just like throw it at you and they're they, like they you're gonna get it you. and you're gonna get it at the pace that we want you to yeah get. And, and that's 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 why this film this film succeeds yeah. but this exact same film made with like a different director same writers uh different act actors and actresses oh it would have been ass yeah it could have been pretty so terrible. hard it like it would, just, it, would, time. it would just crash and burn like because it doesn't it shouldn't work <clears throat> i mean no. even even the scene where where you're everything is being revealed so to speak i mean it's where you're just figuring out what the plan is they've been mm -hmm. talking about this whole time. Even the way that scene pans out, there it, it's that scene should have taken place between just two characters, not with a bunch of people hanging out in the room also, because when you say all those things, <laughs> you're admitting guilt in a way. Like kind of. It, it, yeah. Nobody in that room should have actually believed what it looked like was happening they should know the opposite of that but like if it, it I, I think it's all the more reason to go see it again mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, no <laughs> no i mean like i would enjoy watching it again i would watch this again yeah i'm i'm not trying to take anything from the level of enjoyability of this film because it is amazing watch and a freaking great time but it's just 
there's things there's constructs in the film that I just like I'm like what the hell I would be so mad if this movie wasn't so awesome <laughs> it would have been pretty disappointing yeah it, like if they tried to play it as like a I don't know like like Ocean's Eleven type o- movie no, or not something even Ocean, it like not, Ocean's 13 yeah, or something it yeah. would not play over yeah. well cause like even in the first Ocean's Eleven there was that like cool moment where you didn't know where they were gonna like when Brad Pitt calls you know Andy Garcia and he's like I'm robbing you right now and you're just like why is he doing this like what's this you know what's this play <laughs> but like there's I, I like when movies do that like I mean that was a little more like cut and dry this one was like you're just like these people these people hustle so hard I can't keep up and, and so I think what made it okay at least to me is this was definitely more of a character movie than a plot movie yeah and that isn't yeah. to say things don't happen like a lot happens it's a yeah. quickly moving like like everything moves very quickly, but it's all just to arrange these like interactions between these very uh, yeah like compelling hilarious thing. characters. That's another thing. I think in a lesser movie, it would have been more plot driven and less mm-hmm. character driven, and it would have really slowed it down. Yeah, and, and also or not made it as interesting. Also, I'm I'm gonna go back to th- this. This is my favorite. Uh, this is like my my new favorite. This is my version of Carson saying that things have too much CGI. Oh, okay. this is my like <clears throat> movie of this genre is not a good enough this genre explainer movie so like when i was like pitch per- per- perfect isn't a good enough competition film mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. I, none of the hustles in this like when you watch a good hustling movie you want to understand how the hustle works you know like you want to you want to feel like oh yeah this is super hustly but the <laughs> the christian bale's initial plan is hey i can get you loans but uh you give me five thousand dollars and i'll give you fifty thousand dollars like mm-hmm. when i bought my car if I would have gone in and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll give you a $20,000 loan, but first you got to give me $5,000 and not as the down payment to it, but just like that's my finder's fee for giving this loan. I'd be like, um, I'll just go to Smother Bank. And I, I understand that the characters themselves are are supposed to be so high risk that they can't get a normal loan somewhere. But if you're so high risk, where are you getting the $5,000 from? Like mm-hmm. I, something about like the hustle of just like hand me a check and then you never appear again in the story and I have $5,000 never worked for me in the sense of a hustle. If you look at like, if you go in, just just looking at um, the the mind reader character from Now You See Me, mm-hmm. like he was a hustler too. But you see in the short scenes where he's actually like pulling a con on somebody, you see how that con works. And you're like, okay, cool. I get how, I get how this is working. In this, there's it's never like, I never feel like I'm learning how good a hustler Christian Bale is. I'm just like learning that he has one hustle that he does and that's it. And that and, hustle doesn't make sense to me. And, and so to me, the reason that didn't matter, matter is I didn't feel like this was a hustle movie. Like I, I know it says it in the title, but I felt like that was just the context that the characters are in. Yeah. Right. Right. Like the movie is all just about watching these hilarious characters go through yeah, like I different think... antics. <clears throat> plus I think that like, that's all he knows how to do like that's Mm -hmm. all his life is is one big hustle so yeah but like as a child he would break windows so that his dad's window company could get the job to fix the windows that hustle makes sense (laughs) you know what i mean like like my dad needs to fix houses i will break houses done deal but is the loan thing like a is that like a like a period thing like did that was that prevalent back then not so much Suppo- now supposedly i mean because c- i think that was actually true like he was like a loan shark type guy yeah there. but like the, the and that's that's fine yeah the idea of i will help you get a loan for a finder's fee and then that loan fails 
could make sense in a, but like just this idea of like somebody come to my office I'll talk to you for five minutes and I will just say I have never had a loan I couldn't close give me your five thousand dollars and then that person never comes back and goes what the hell like yeah I think it, the difference between I think the difference is that you're smart and those people are stupid <laughs> yeah exactly though, I mean, cause, I mean do... so many people get conned nowadays and you're just like how would you fall for that you know and then you and, but people yeah. do so but I mean like the the Nigerian prince scheme yeah. makes more sense like I have money that can't come into your yeah, country I'm stuck normally in the Philippines so I need help. I need this money to, to pay for the release of the money that like that at least makes sense in a construct of like oh I understand why I'm sending you money now as opposed mm-hmm. to like like a normal situation would like if you were doing anything else if I had a $5,000 finding fee it would be like hey I get this for you and I take $5,000 off of that like that's generally how that thing works mm-hmm. or th- there'd be some sort of like I understand like this is non-negotiable non-refundable but I, I don't know something about that didn't they were just work for me. swayed by Fat Bale's <laughs> cushiness. I just, and I, British Amy Adams. Yes. Charm, I, I, charming in them. Movies like this, I want to walk out of it feeling like I could totally hustle somebody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, a good movie of this genre. Like, I want to know, like, or like any, if it's a heist movie, I want to know, like, oh, I could totally break into this place. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I want to feel like I became more badass yeah. watching the movie than I was when I walked into it. But I also feel like, you know, like, okay, like, I see that, and maybe I don't know how it works, but I know that they know, the characters know how it works, therefore, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really mind that at all, and, and mainly like, because it... And I'm glad, like, someone didn't, like, turn to the camera and go, like, this is how it works, mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> no so, movie should do that. I mean, you know, It does like, make you wonder, though, Kevin how Spacey, could... House of Cards style, like, I'm gonna do this, like, you know, something like that, I don't know. It, it does make you wonder how it could work, though, because you would imagine... A guy like that, you can con people if you have a high enough status and word of mouth reputation. Yeah. And if everybody and you was like, couldn't yeah. if you're just giving people nothing, all the, like the fake art part makes more sense to me than that. Yeah. Definitely. Like it, if they would have like, and here's the other thing they could have done too is show a single scene where anybody who didn't like where he is informing the person that the loan didn't come through. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I've done everything I can. It's not gonna work out. I'm sorry, uh, but my hands are tied. Like a single scene where he tells somebody they were rejected would have made complete sense uh, because that's makes sense or if he, or if the person the loan was coming from that person was like like th- there was like a one extra step in the hustle then that would have like made more sense because I would have seen it, <clears throat> just, it just seemed too clean that like oh give me five thousand dollars okay I'll give you nothing later walk out the door and never come here again and then nobody <laughs> ever gets mad like Bradley Cooper's character outside of the context of what his role is in the film like him reacting would like that was the first scene was like (laughs) he was actually making a scene as opposed to a normal person who's just like oh oh sweet yeah yeah yeah. later but maybe there is more steps to the con but we just never saw it because the movie wasn't focused on showing us that they just wanted to show us that like hey this is what they did and this is how they made their living but the real like hustle is all, getting you all to pay twelve fifty. It's all the stuff with Jeremy Renner, and, you know, all the stuff with that, like the yep. the big stuff that yeah. happens later on. And that's the thing too. It's like it, it's Jeremy Renner is the only character who's good. Yeah, he's the only likable character. He's, yeah, he's the only character in the entire film who is attempting to be a good human being and help people. But out. that I liked how um, you know Christian Bale formed this friendship with him and he he became like his only friend almost and he he felt sad that they were you know like effing him over yeah um 
I mean, after sharing the bond of a science oven, then they... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the he science had all oven those kids. Thing. Science oven was like my favorite part. I of love the movie. that part. It was pretty awesome. Just that whole scene. <laughs> Thank God for me. And anytime Jennifer Lawrence sets something on fire. <laughs> Basically, I mean, yeah. The real question uh-huh. of this movie is, uh, who would win between that that scene? Where Jennifer Lawrence comes into the bathroom with Amy Adams, and it's just like there is so much cleavage on screen right now. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. Like it's a battle. It was like Alien versus Predator. It's like whoever wins, we win. I just want to point that out, and not that I've you know I've already crossed that line, so I'm just gonna go full force and and reiterate that, <laughs> that this that's movie when you was very sexy. Peak erection was in that scene. Peak erection, oh, yes, God. obviously. Uh, good times. Um. One but la- I, I do I in all seriousness, uh, Jennifer Lawrence should win the Oscar again. Best supporting actress, best whatever. She was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. I think she she, it, it, she, I mean, her character was literally trying to steal the scene anytime she oh, was yeah. in a room with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she did at many times steal the scene. I mean, obviously the other people are just so freaking good all the time, anyways. But yeah. When she just came come would come in and take over a room in this like really like sad yet good way like uh and basically anytime uh fat bill got really excited or angry and then he ended the scene very winded was was funny (laughs) that was always hilarious like that scene where he comes into the house with jennifer lawrence and they have this huge argument and then basically you know he gets uh you know he's telling about like oh your boyfriend put a you know a sack over my head and he has that like one thing where he tries to like pull the the clothes out of the the closet and then he stops and he's just like and he says something like oh it was really funny and then there's that scene where he fell down too and i've got to say as far as like portraying a like psychotic narcissist i actually liked her much better than the blue jasmine portrayal which i loved at the time but i I, like i actually think jennifer lawrence out acted in in this sense there you go i think uh yeah there is it was a two like two different sides almost but Mm -hmm. yeah like similar I've definitely only, I've only seen this side so Jennifer Lawrence's wait. performance was a lot more you know entertaining for sure yeah but not to discredit though I, I guess Kate she, Blanchett she didn't play a very different character in Silver Linings Playbook I mean right? Kate Blanchett played more of like a hobo yeah like yeah. a person you'd see <laughs> on the street and like Jennifer Lawrence was playing closer to like Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook yeah just like manic and ridiculous but lovable. Yeah, uh, lovable. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, it, it's, it's a fun movie. Gotta, gotta get your jerry curls going now, dude. <laughs> Tell your mom that you're the quarterback and leave your fiancé at it, home. Dude, I think that Bradley Cooper's, like, interpersonal relationships in this movie were the most mind-numbing. Like, I did not understand at all, like, they were pretty hilarious, how his character's though. even a human being. I, did Louis I, I, C.K. ever finish the ice fishing story? No, but the, the, I was just gonna say, like, the, some of the funniest moments are when him and Louis C.K. are just yelling at each other. <laughs> Louis C.K. is freaking amazing in this movie. <laughs> when he, so like, especially good. when he tries to finish the ice story, and he's like, you're never gonna know the ending to it, and they just, like, what? <laughs> it's just... That, uh. That's, you know... I, I love their the, scenes are priceless, especially I, toward the end. There's a scene where Bradley Cooper is just laughing maniacally at Louis C.K. 
That's a good scene. I love that he's like a pretty outrageous comedian, but every time he's in a movie or a TV show, he's just like this like calm, reserved he's, he's man. He's the most like, like, yeah. subdued like person. Like Parks and Rec, Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine <laughs> also, yeah. He's always just like, oh, well, I don't... <laughs> but it's, it's, it's weird because he's like so much of a character in this, but he's he's he, he's comic, but you know he just wants to scream, but he can't because he's too composed. He's yeah. like uh, the perfect, like, he was almost playing like his character from Parks and Rec in this mm-hmm. movie. Just like the like average Joe guy who's like the law enforcement guy good times <laughs> but a, a little less dopey i guess in this movie anybody else character wise uh have have any specific things you want to talk about i was just gonna say you mentioned something about amy adams uh like she was still using her accent even though after like she was busted or whatever and i just think that like i don't know that didn't really bother me because it was kind of like they were they're so used to like being other people that they just like kept they kept up the persona or like yeah, they I just mean, couldn't switch it off in some places but, but, but her, she's, she's not using it though when she's in the presence of of christian bale though mm-hmm. like no it's but only I mean, in the presence of bradley cooper but, but she yeah. wanted to reinvent herself right that, that was the whole idea yeah and, and i guess with so i i guess it is funny that after bradley cooper i, I don't know if these are even spoilers if anything we say is a spoiler but after Bradley Cooper finds well, out, that you know, it's some not of real. it happened. Yeah, <laughs> like after he finds out that it's not real, she keeps doing the voice with yeah. him. Like, but is it ever just with him alone, or are there other people around? I think I think it's any time they're in the presence of anybody. But oh, like one, uh, once other people, once yeah. they're busted, though, like there, there's no like if like if you're impersonating a police officer and you get arrested for impersonating a police officer, when you leave the jail, you don't keep impersonating a police officer. But it, it's kind of like the thing where I heard people say this in like Dark Knight Rises where Anne Hathaway, you know, Batman turns around, he turns back, he's like, oh, so that's what that feels like. And he says it in the <laughs> Batman voice and people are complaining like, why didn't you just say it in like regular Bruce Wayne voice? Like no one was around, like she left. But I feel like that, you know, he's, but when he has that, the suit on, he's hey, always dude, back in up character. Off the mic. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got like really excited so I moved closer. She's like putting the ball around. Anyway, but like, I feel like that, like anytime you know Bruce Wayne had the suit on, he had the voice. That there, there's a huge difference between what the symbol of the Batman is and him playing. Yeah, but like Batman it's, it's like and, a similar a thing person. because like it's no not one a was around. Thing like one is is a a persona that you take on to combat the evil of the world. One is somebody, but it's still a, a voice you do to try to convince people you're from uh, the UK somewhere. Yeah, but it's like, still... but, but she does. She talks in the beginning about wanting to reinvent herself. Yeah, like right? I so still I think, feel. <laughs> I think part of her character was supposed to be wanting to be that person. I think the reinvent, which is why she's was... kind of in love with Bradley Cooper. Maybe I don't. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, really. there's a little I, tension there. I think the reinventing herself was to stop stripping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think I think she wanted to take off the tassels. Yeah, she but I mean, she she, she did, only kind of succeeded. She did want to get out of New Mexico or wherever her character was from, and you know, be all cool and be somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just felt like like I said that they're just so in the moment that they maybe they don't even know that they're still like keeping up the the performance. Yeah. So I don't know. That that didn't really bother me. It, really. It only bothered the only thing that bothered me about this movie was when it ended, and then I was just like, "Well, I'll have to either go see it again or wait till it comes out on." Well, the the one other thing that bothered me was home video. The constant switching of the first person narrator voice. Like, I like I like that. Like, 
I it, thought it was fine. J- the fact that you're jumping between characters for no like obvi- like did this come from a book or something? Like is this adapted from no, I don't think no. so. No. Okay. It's just based on It felt like one of those things where like true it's coming from a story that was told in that way, so they kept it in the movie. Like it didn't make sense why like oh Christian Bale is telling this story. Oh wait, no, Amy Adams is telling this story. Oh no, like this. No, but I, I like that because you're supposed to know how how yeah. could they fall in love or if, more how could she fall in love with it him. It felt very good fellows to me. Yeah. That was another like Scorsese influence I think or touch to it hmm. multiple voiceovers it also felt like uh, I mean I liked it in Pain and Gain too where they had all the different voiceovers but like if in, in this it didn't work because there was no it didn't feel like there was a cohesive reason for doing it it just felt like it was like a stylistic flourish that wasn't being like didn't didn't uh, hit for me like it, it was a thing where I I didn't in Pain and Gain there was like I'm now telling this person's part of the story. I'm yeah. now I'm now telling like there there was a clear I'm changing the narrative at this point in time and we're doing it this way for a specific reason. This felt like it's here, and now it's over there, and then now it's here. I, I'm gonna say like there didn't feel like a narrative reason for it. Like there's not a construct where and it makes sense that they would be doing yeah. that. But stylistically, it definitely hit for me. Like I I actually really liked the touch of you know Christian Bale narrating and then switching to Amy Adams narrating. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Whereas Pain and Gain, that did actually not work for me as much. Like, in my mind, Pain and Gain is an example of a movie where things are layering on and on and on and all these stylistic things that felt like too much to me. It, yeah. Like, I was... Well, that whole... I found it overbearing. For me, it worked in Pain and Gain because the movie as a whole is too much. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it, it was supposed it, to be, like, excess. Yeah, it's like, the film is so utterly ridiculous that you... It's... You, you've reached the max ridiculosity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a word. <laughs> and you can't, you can no longer get any more ridiculous no. than you already are. So it's like, and then the whole thing happens again. <laughs> and then it does get more ridiculous because you know it's Michael Bay. And then you upgrade, and then you can have more ridiculous ridiculosity bar. Speaking of ridiculous, don't don't you find the the trailer to the new Mark Wahlberg movie like the that like lone oh, survivor, lone survivor. Oh, survivor. Yeah. like like i don't know how the movie is gonna be but that trailer where it's like hero 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 <laughs> <laughs> that is like the definition well, of people died steven see in, in that in, I, I think the trailer looks awesome and it's it's less here here for me because i know that all but one of them has to yeah, die there's all, otherwise there's, it's otherwise it's not lone survivor <laughs> so it, it's it's not hero 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 it, it's it's three dead guys and a hero <laughs> yeah it's like how does this guy make it out still it felt it felt too on the, the nose. The to trailer, me. the trailer does. It is cut in a very like like hoorah kind of way, but yeah. I mean, I think it'll be pretty good. Like, I, I'm glad that Peter what? Berg's doing that instead of Battleship. Are, are you talking about Again. the the original trailer that starts with like the monologue of the guy like yeah, reciting I'm talking okay. the original trailer? So not yeah. not the newest. No, one. not the newest. Okay. No, not. I, I agree yeah. with you on that one. Yeah. The whole like never shoot a, a large man with a small caliber <laughs> bullet and all that kind of stuff. I don't think I've seen the second trailer. I just seen the like they they put up it's not even a trailer but it's like half a trailer half like a regal first look mm-hmm. and Peter Berg's just all like this is a story I had to tell I, I saw a trailer before American Hustle actually or maybe it was before The Hobbit no yeah. I think American Hustle yeah because like when I saw American Hustle they had like it was like a special preview of Lone Survivor in addition to all the other twenty minutes of previews yeah I just got a regular trailer mm. in addition to the weird AMC uh, you know shut off your cell phone warnings that they have now 
that are like highly racist. I, if you go to an AMC, you should <laughs> you should check that out because it's like clearly like a black woman walking her dog, and then she's like, "Hmm, turn off your cell phone because we're not responsible if a giant bear eats it." And she's got like big hoop earrings. It's really bad, dude. And then this like bear comes along and eats the phone, and it's like it's unbearably long too. It goes on for like two minutes. Unbearably. <laughs> no pun intended. And you're just like, oh, it's really weird. And the animation is weird because they're just all balls like bouncing around. It's like, all right. So, anyways, it's American when hustle. you see it, American you'll hustle. know. Somebody call in and talk about that AFC uh, thing. Better or worse than Silver Linings Playbook? Um, I don't know. All his movies are so good; it's hard to rank them. You know. I I think Silver Linings Playbook the the. I think the, the the narrative of that film is stronger than the narrative of this film. Mm. Um, the style and entertainment value of this film is stronger than that one. Yep. So I am, uh, if I wanted to like watch, if I just wanted to be entertained, um, I would watch the American Hustle. If I wanted to like get like a good drama with a story that actually uh, is a little bit more gripping than this one, mm-hmm. I would definitely go for Silver Lang's Playbook. Yeah, I could I could agree with that. This is probably a close second in his three movies that that is like three comeback movies almost that he's done like like this and The Fighter and Silver Linings Playbook, um, where he's kind of you know come back and and he's not crazy he's not as you know yelling at people on set and I'm just now realizing how many actors he's been reusing for these movies too yeah yeah right like this whole cast was basically pulled from his last two movies but yeah. like if you think about it like this movie is so much different from something like I Heart Huckabees mm-hmm. and like that is so much different from something like Three Kings or Floating with Disaster that it, or geez even like Spanking the Monkey like like all those movies are so different and, and, and then his three recent movies it's like you can't like you don't know where to put them mm-hmm. but yeah that's my that's my way of of saying it. So, <laughs> so what were you saying? You know, so it, something about spanking the monkey. Yeah. We we had two films. Have, that you dude, had... have you seen spanking the monkey? <laughs> no. It's pretty. It's yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we had two films that we we're comparing right now. Which do you rank higher? This or American Hustle would, or Silver Linings Playbook? I would put Silver Linings Playbook over this. Okay, just uh, just a tad. I think for the reasons that you said, it's just because I feel like American Hustle is more like uh you know silver lines play we can just put on and you're like oh having a good time and i think that that film also is pleasing to the widest range of audiences yeah, maybe right. this one is maybe a little much for well, so like, I, I think although still i think it's pretty crowd pleasing silver linings playbook has like a feel good ending kind of i i don't mean that in a cop out way like it was yeah. well done but it definitely makes you feel good like the dancing yeah. scene and in that sense like it does that better but i think as a movie like a quality film i felt like this was definitely more yeah, it's like I it's feel a like hard, it'll stand. It's a hard pick. I feel like it'll stand the test of time as a like good movie more than Silver Linings Playbook will. All right. Okay, so uh, <laughs> should we just get to our verdicts then for this? Sure. All right, Stephen, must see. Reckon with a caveat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Carson Patrick. I would I would give it a must see. For Jennifer Lawrence alone. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, she can set fire to my house anyway. <laughs> she she's good with fire, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She catches it. She she burns she herself. She catches it. She catches other things on it. Um, it's good times. I I just yeah. I think 
I would not be surprised if I saw a lot of people next Halloween wearing like a neck brace, like half their face is t- is burnt. Okay, so in that in that last scene where she's like, it's her resol- not resolve for the film, but it's like her follow up little yeah. like post log whatever epilogue uh, epilogue yeah. there you go uh, coda is, is she like breaking the fourth wall there for a moment like when, when it's first like and then her and it cuts to her and she's like like blah, 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 yeah like something about the card it's, well it, like it was just her like brief explanation of like why am i wearing a neck but i mean like but she, it, could, she, it could be two christian bales character that's what yeah. i know it, it yeah, could I be like so. she has glasses like it's 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 just the way she's set up in that frame it's it almost feels like the voiceover says something, then she appears and says her line, and then the camera pulls back far enough to let you see Christian Bale there. Yeah. And then, like, it, it's almost like it's, like, broken, not broken. No, that, that's definitely what they're going for. Okay. Because it, it definitely felt like, it felt like a, a mid-credit sequence, almost, where it's like she's just following up. <laughs> Pretty good, though. But, stealing the scene once again, like, <laughs> having to walk. Stealing the credits. Hold up. <laughs> What a bitch. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm going to give it a must-see also. Even though I spent most of my time in the review trying to like talk about the things that bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's too freaking damn entertaining to let any of those things that uh, like bothered me during moments of the film uh, take detract from my thoughts of the film overall. So mm-hmm. there you have it. That is three must-sees from all of us. And a lot of other movies in the process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's the end of the review. So, Stephen, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? If people want to find me, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. But I don't update that much. Cool. Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. I'm sorry that I was coughing this whole episode. Yes, yeah, that's, the, that's the bad thing. I about... tried to cough away. The bad thing about recording together in one room is even if you cough away from the mic it's going to be picked up on everyone else's mic so unless you like give some sort of hand signal that's like yo I'm going to cough and everybody (laughs) stops talking and then you cough I'm like Uh, emerging out of my you know sickness that I had mm -hmm. dude like right after we recorded the review for The Hobbit like I couldn't like I I could not talk anymore like I was just like uh, my throat was just like it was catching fire, really, literally. You probably got too much smog in your throat. There's a little, little smogish, you know. Uh, by, by the way, I've decided my problem. I think I ranted about the high frame rate last year with the Hobbit. Yeah. I actually think it's the way they do 3D that bothers me more than anything. Yeah. Well, I, I saw this last one in 3D and not high frame rate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it still felt like like people wearing costumes to me. Like huh. it did. It was, I, I think it's, it's still. I like think it's just the lighting. I, in I actually closed one eye during most of the movie because the 3D like actually really bothered me. What you what you do is, and the so, guy I was with felt the same way. If you felt the same way, you pop out one of each opposite lens, so you get two of the left eye lenses, and he gets two of the right eye lenses. <laughs> that is clever. Or wow. what was the thing where you like you could buy glasses that converted a three D movie to two oh, yeah. D? We, we yeah. work in computer vision, and neither of us yeah. thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! But next time, you just got time. hustled. That is smart. <laughs> <laughs> Now give me five thousand dollars for these yeah, glasses. That, that that should, in theory, work. Because if yeah. you get if you use two left eye glasses, yeah, of course, and, and then, right and then it glasses. wouldn't be quite as dark as using only one. Yeah, eye. that so. is interesting though that the three D still look just as fake. It drove me non- crazy in twenty four frames. Like, like it's partly the way that the camera pans around really, really quickly, and like they yeah. had. Like, well, that's the thing is because people they... pop. It felt they did like CGI type three D for yeah. real people, and that really bothered. But me. But I think yeah. like that's the thing is because like they're shooting. 48 frames so like when they're doing all that that like panning all that stuff is taken out because of the the high frame rate yeah so then i think like when you're watching it 
like 3D 2D or not 3D 2D 3D 24 frames mm-hmm. like I feel like that would still be just as distracting yeah. like they can't it's just all messed up well they, they'd, ha- they'd not have to do high do, frame rate they'd have to do non-dropping and then like yeah like do it like analog style film watching it because because yeah. the whole reason he does it high frame rate is to remove the motion blur the, mer- the motion, motion blur, blur, yeah. blur is the thing that makes it look normal the when motion blur makes it yeah. not like makes... nauseating to watch right, yeah. yeah so unless he's like doing like select doll apply motion blur because <laughs> I, I don't know like it feel it, it feels like you could take any clip from that movie and immediately know this is not Lord of the Rings. Like, it feels yeah. completely oh, yeah, different totally. to me in a very yeah. distracting way. And like I said, even watching it in 2D, it still looked very video game-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely looked better than I remember The Hobbit. But I heard, yeah, I heard that even in 3D high frame rate IMAX, it looks better this time than it did last time. Okay. Apparently, apparently, yeah. Yeah, apparently Peter Jackson heard, was like, oh, I wasn't let gonna me do take some that things People this. don't like vomiting. Okay, yeah. I wasn't going to take that chance. <laughs> Dude, even, even like... I, we talked about this in our review, so it doesn't matter. We're like way past in this episode, but uh, I remember in the theaters when like the new line logo came up, I mm-hmm. already knew something was wrong. Oh like, yeah, it the was Warner Brothers just, logo. Yeah, right. yeah, like just like just the first thing. I was like, why is that doing weird shakiness? Dude, it was like crap. It looked like like they were we were playing like a Blu-ray and it was cracked and it was skipping, and we're just like, what did I pay nineteen dollars for? Or you turned on the re- reduced motion effects on your yeah. TV or something like that. And you're like, damn it. Put all it right. on, like, 2x speed or something. Yeah. Anyways, uh, after all that, people can find me <laughs> at American Twitter Hustle. Dot, Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, and I'm not going to botch that word, uh... If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to American Hustle, so hopefully you're liking that. If American Hustle was in high frame rate, then people would definitely have seizures in the theater. Now, just because it's you already would be high. like, dead now. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, no. Already high, high paced and then... Uh, you need your heart pills Damn. in that case. Oh, yeah. I'd have to be grabbing my heart pills for sure. <laughs> be out of breath. All right. Well, thank you, too, for joining me in studio. Yes. Thank hey. you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking like that. I was, I, was, I, I was joking. I was pretending to, like, not know where to look. Mm. I'm sure that really came through in the audio. <laughs> really came through. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys all for listening. And uh, we will catch you soon with more reviews and stuff. Yes. Bye. Especially the stuff. <laughs> stuff. 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 There's always going to be some stuff. Mm.